In a world of uncertainty, one thing is for sure, cancer doesn't stop during a global crisis. On Saturday, June 13th, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, LLS, will host a trailblazing event, Big Virtual Climb, sponsored by AbbVie, to support their investment in groundbreaking research to advance blood cancer cures and its first-in-class patient education and services, including financial support and clinical trial navigation. Step up to take cancer down by climbing 61 floors or 1,762 steps inside or outside, on stairs, on the road, on your treadmill, doesn't matter, just climb your way. Join us for an opening ceremony and then take on your climb with our heart-pumping playlist. Join us on June 13th from coast to coast as we come together to climb, conquer, cure. Register at lls.org slash bigclimb. Welcome to the Daily Slash Weekly Ding. Happy, I don't know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whenever you're listening to this. We've got the latest coming out of the NBA suspension amid the coronavirus pandemic. I'm Zach Harper. That's Dave DeFour with Andrew Schleck pushing buttons. Before we get into the show, just a reminder, you can get a 30-day trial, a free 30-day trial by going to theathletic.com slash daily ding. Get all the best from our team of writers. Also, be sure to use that old comment section on the app. You can comment on articles. You can comment on podcasts. And let us know just how much you love it when Dave and I talk to you. You can do that every single time there's a podcast. Coming up on today's show, as we potentially get closer to a return of the 2019-2020 NBA season, we've got all the news you need to know as the NBA and basketball world continue to navigate this COVID-19 crisis. But first, Dave, we've got controversy in the NBA coming back. We were so happy the NBA's coming back, and now we've got some controversy. First... From ESPN, the league is is possibly trying to move the date way up from July 31st to July 30th. So maybe moving up a day. Uh, that just seems like uh, like you know just some some paperwork there. But the real problem in coming back is, according to ESPN, a group of NBA players have been holding conference calls to discuss the uncertainty about restarting the season. So the NBA and the Players Association agreed on a plan that would allow the players to stay home without consequences. 40 to 50 players on these conference calls over the past 24 hours have discussed a number of concerns in the in the restart that's going to happen in Orlando, but there hasn't been any formal petitioning from the Players Association uh, about the group not wanting to be in the 22-team resumption. So here are the concerns, Dave. We have the family situations. Uh, it sounds like we won't have guests for these players or for these teams until the first round of the playoffs. We have the inability to leave Disney World resort campus we have the coronavirus pandemic and the implications surrounding the emergence of social justice uh causes in the country and matt barnes was even on dunk bait with legetro jenkins josiah johnson and zach schwartz saying some players have discussed boycotting the season to focus on improving race relations in america as we go through the protests over police brutality um and the fact that these guys will not be allowed to leave the bubble without a 10-day quarantine upon their return to the disney grounds so dave these all seem like legitimate concerns it was a little confusing that everything got back into you know back into a plan so quickly once the owners voted on this but with the players they've they've agreed to come back but they still have to iron some of these things out and they don't love the whole plan well this was one of my concerns minus the you know the social justice issues when the initial comeback plans were being discussed as as early as april you know, you got to get the players to agree and buy in. Like it has to be a full 
organization-wide effort, and I mean NBA organization. Every person involved in this is going to have to live by those parameters, and it's just, I mean, it's really hard to do. There's going to be like, what, 1,500 people yeah, or so with all the support staff, and you need all of them to be okay with this. It's the only way it works. Yeah, it it is, and you're not going to make everyone happy. Obviously, there have been some players and some teams that have expressed uh, a little bit of regret and and you know not loving the idea that they won't be included in this. But you and I have discussed this a lot over the last twelve yeah. weeks now that um, <laughs> we don't need all thirty teams back. I'm not sure we need no. twenty two teams back. Like I'm not sure we need any teams back. But if we're going to do it, you want it to be as safe as possible. Um, look, I get the idea. You know, Michelle Roberts of, of the Players Association has talked has used the word incarceration right when it comes to essentially this bubble and being constrained to the disney world resort and um and look that seems like an extreme word to me but also like this is negotiating through the media to a certain extent and so i i get what also she's doing she's not wrong in a sense except that that it's voluntary and so i i think that that word is i mean it's meant to be inflammatory for negotiation purposes like you're saying um it's just inaccurate the right. the league has has come up with this plan with the players association where players can actually opt out they don't have to come back right no one is going to be forced to play you're not going to be you're not not going to face any consequences you won't be paid but you know you weren't going to be paid anyway right potentially <laughs> um so you know just if you don't like it don't go and, and the nba needs to stick to this because again it's the only way it works and I understand from the union perspective, slippery slope. All right, we're, we're giving up all this stuff. What does it mean when we come back and things are back to normal? Well, I, I think that as long as the league and the Players Association enter into this in good faith, everything should be able to go back to normal. You know, this is a unique, circumstances, uh, unique circumstance in human history, given our technology and and how we live our lives every day and how affected it has been by this. I think that that you could come to an agreement and make some allowances. That is if you actually care if it works or not. Maybe nobody cares. I don't know. I'm trying to figure that right. out. Right. <laughs> that would be that would be the key there is if anybody cares. Um well the the initial thing where this bubble was a soft bubble where they weren't going to be doing tracking and and things like that. Of course, that that's going to be a failure. You yeah. cannot, Dave. Do I'm not a scientist, but that doesn't sound like a bubble to me. No, <laughs> no, it's not a bubble. Like a it's carousel. more like uh, it's more like just regular life, where you just come and go as you please. And well, I guess I hope you don't catch it. Right, anything. exactly. And so, um, yeah, I I get the concerns that they have. I get not wanting to be restricted. And you and I talked about this with Trevon Edwards and Wazi Lambre on the Basket Buds edition of the Back to Back podcast, which everyone should be subscribed to and listening. We had a fantastic episode on on Wednesday, in which we discussed this a lot more in depth. And and the slippery slope. Look, I I typically hate the slippery slope argument, but I do think it applies here because you're talking about labor negotiations. You're talking about um, you know whether or not some of these quote-unquote rights can be can be just easily given back or does this now become negotiating point after negotiating point after negotiating point and to that you know to that degree too like the players aren't going to be tested or haven't been tested for marijuana in in this this shutdown they're reportedly not going to be tested in orlando if i'm a player and i'm the players association i don't want to give that back Right, I'm I want that sure to be the, that they I want, Yeah, I want that to be the standard moving forward, and so it does go both ways. But it is a little bit more severe 
when we're talking about the future of what this league looks like in the short term and the long term. But the short term because, Dave, we're not going to have fans at, at games next season anyway. Unless there's like right. a huge, massive turnaround in, in just how vaccines come about. And so so there are going to be like a lot of things that need to be worked out that are somewhat experimental now for this spe- special circumstance. But are you know this is going to be this is going to be a long term effect in terms of how the league handles this crisis moving forward. Well, this is the NBA's reality for the next year. We're we're thinking about this shortened season that they're about to complete and, and go into October, and a lot of us have only focused on that. But the truth is, like you said, they are laying the groundwork for what things are going to look like next year. My assumption is teams are going to play in their home arena. We're going to have travel. You know, these guys fly charters, so it's not like they have to mix with the general population on an airplane. So so there is a safe way to pull this off. But you're right. The Players Association has been pushing back against tracking data and wearables and, and things like of that nature. I am not surprised that they don't want these guys to have to wear GPS locators right. at all times. Right. I don't want to do that. I'm and not I stay shocked. home all the time. Like, no. <laughs> that, that makes... I mean, for the mid-level exception, I might. I might do yeah, it. They, well, we'll see what the cap is moving forward. <laughs> yeah. you know, it is tied to a percentage so, of the cap. Yeah. So while I can understand where they're coming from, I still think that it's it's a ridiculous premise to start with. You cannot pull this off without acquiescing some of your freedoms. And it's not, this is not an oppressive government. And, you know, this is a, a company that you work for and it's a, it's a health issue. Right. It's not just, and it's not just for the players. It's for the coaches. It's for, you know, the, the front office folks. It's for the support staff because there's going to be a lot of uh, lower paid waged workers working these events, uh, you know, doing the camera, feeding these guys like there's so many things involved here and so i think i hope that the players association takes a big picture view of this and says okay we can give this up for this short amount of time and then we can go back or don't leave the table right continue continue to negotiate on what next year is going to look like how you can improve it over the next few months i mean this is all so so new and we still have six or seven weeks before anybody is going to be playing any basketball games. I mean, the guys don't show up for another four weeks to Orlando. So there's still plenty of time, and it's fluid. I mean, we're finding new stuff every day. So hopefully they can figure this out because uh, I dare say, Zach, that you and I really need the NBA. To oh, my God. I So much. So much. I, I've started watching Marvel movies, and I don't enjoy comic book movies, so <laughs> I, really, I really need the NBA back. What's it going to sound like when the NBA's back? According to Shams Trani of The Athletic, the NBA will consider using 2K sounds from the NBA 2K video game for arena noise. Uh, Dave, my favorite word to say out loud, just because it just is such a fun word to say, is conquistador. Right? Like, I just love Ooh. saying the word conquistador, but it, a new word has emerged in that, in that favorite, <laughs> and that is Bundesliga. So this is apparently something that's being done in the Bundesliga, the soccer league in Germany, what has that been like? Because I know you do follow soccer. I do not, but I do love saying yeah. the word Bundesliga. So what has been happening in the Bundesliga with these video game sounds? Yeah, so I actually coached in the Kreisliga over there, uh, which is it's much smaller than the Bundesliga. But uh, uh, the soccer has been interesting because at first glance, you know, I, I hear, oh, they're going to be pumping in crowd noise. And I'm you know me and and how I feel about artificial <laughs> yes. noise in arenas. Dave has some uh, game ops 
uh, theories and I've got and some really that good he takes. really yeah. that he really uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that I think I subscribe to just about every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 good opinions, but I, I really thought, okay, this is just going to be weird. Uh, why are you doing this? Who cares? Then I watched the Bundesliga, and I have to say, now it is unique because with soccer, oftentimes you can't really see the crowd. You can maybe see a couple right. of rows around the edges. You know, they don't do the the huge wide shot all that often. So for most of the action, you don't really know if there's a crowd or not. And the Bundesliga has done a pretty good job of piping in the noise. Now, I I'm not sure exactly if the if the players care because I do believe the noise is in the arena. Right. That's how it sounds. Right. Unless they are really, really good at mixing it. So I don't think that the NBA is going to do two K sounds out loud for the players. I, I don't know what they're going to do there. Um, but basketball is a little bit different. The presentation is a little bit different. You see the fans. Um, and also, I don't know if I trust the 2K sounds. Yeah, the, yeah, the sounds on 2K are are fine, but it's not what I want to listen to during a real NBA right. game. But I also haven't watched a... Uh, well, I've I've seen plenty of like Hawks games and Wolves games over the years. I guess I have seen <laughs> games without crowds, but uh, but yeah, like I don't know, I don't know how that's going to come off. I mean, there are some arenas that get accused of pumping in crowd noise, so I guess some of these teams are used to it. Um, but yeah, like I guess as long as it sounds clean in terms of just the quality of it, I don't. I mean, right. I don't have a problem with it. It's going to be a weird adjustment anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, listen. I understand why the league feels the need to have noise over the broadcast. I actually agree with them. I think that from a PR perspective, you have to protect the image of your league and of your players. And as we all know, things are said on the basketball court that you would not say in front of your mother, for instance. Um, So it's, it's it's the right move to do it. Selfishly, I wish that they wouldn't because I really want to hear this stuff. Well... You know, there's so much involved in the coaching aspect that we would be able to pick up yeah. on, and, and there's things like that that only real basketball nerd cares about. But the the stuff that they're worried about is different than the stuff I want to yeah, hear. Yeah, no, they're 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 trying to not lose sponsors <laughs> yeah. and not you know right. have kids not be able to watch the games. Speaking of the coaching, there's been some debate and some question about whether coaches of a certain age will be kept from coaching in Orlando when the league restarts. Daryl Morey came out and said that the Rockets wouldn't stand for Mike D'Antoni not being allowed to coach. Obviously, Mike D'Antoni. We have um, Greg Popovich. We have we have plenty of of coaches who are in that older range, and that is the the target range of of most dangerous for this this pandemic that's going on with the coronavirus. Dave, I don't think people will be kept from from being there unless there's a pre-existing condition and they choose not to go. But it mm-hmm. is an interesting debate of whether or not players and 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 coaches should worry about this and what the league should should be doing about this kind of situation. Well, uh, again, this is where the league needs to take this to the players association and say these measures are not just about you. Yeah. They are for everyone, in particular, the older folks that are going to be around. While they're not more susceptible to catching it, when they catch it, it has been worse statistically. So, you know, we, we just want to minimize the threat of that. Now, as far as coaches not being allowed, that actually would be illegal. So the league cannot tell the older coaches that they can't be there. 
So, you know, luckily we have laws in place, right. labor laws that protect people from age discrimination. Uh, in this instance, I really do hope the league comes up with a passable, workable solution. Uh, I've floated the idea of putting them in a booth with a headset and do it NFL style. Oh, okay. I don't know if that works. I mean, for basketball, it's going to be weird, you know, but you can have your, your younger assistants on the bench. Yeah. Uh, but, but then every team would have to abide by this rule for fairness. Right. So every head coach would have to be in the booth. I mean, maybe this is maybe the league will start with the coordinators like the NFL has and like LeBron James gets to wear an earpiece. Well, this is what Robert Paris wanted, right? Didn't the Grizzlies owners say like I'd like to be able to talk to my head coach in, in a in a headset to let him know what's going on? Like this feels well, this feels like uh, you know, the long time coming in Memphis. Yeah, I don't I don't know if we want owners telling coaches <laughs> how, how to coach. Well, I do, but it's also not my job on the line. I just want it for the chaos and the hilarity of it all. Uh, the mic'd up would be amazing. Though. Mic'd up would be incredible. Yeah, uh, but once yeah. again, you know, some of those coaches they get a little they get a little uh, a little aggressive with some of the language when it comes to some bad calls or some yeah. calls they disagree with. Speaking of coaches, Dave talked to New Orleans Pelicans coach Alvin Gentry about coming back. We'll play that for you right now. Joining us today to talk about the NBA's comeback plan with the Orlando Disney World bubble. Coach of the New Orleans Pelicans, Alvin Gentry. Coach, how is the time off treating you? Hopefully you got a chance to get some rest. Well, I think everyone had a little time to get some rest. You know, it was forced upon us. So uh, it's been interesting, but uh, it's giving you time to really go back and reflect and, uh, you know, uh, look back on the season all the way up into the point where obviously uh, it was canceled uh, or, you know, went on hiatus. And so it's given you a lot of opportunity to do some things that you would normally do this time of the year. How how in touch with your players have you been throughout this whole process? Have you been hands-on with their, you know, whatever training they're able to do during this time? Uh, yeah, a little bit. You know, what I've tried to do is that make sure I've stayed in communication, but uh, no overkill, you know. So mm -hmm. uh, I've had regular phone calls. We've had some Zoom meetings. Uh, we've had some virtual workout meetings, things like that, just to kind of stay in touch. You know, that's been the big thing, I think, is just the communication part and trying to stay in touch. When you're looking ahead, I mean, I think we've got 49 days or so before we're going to kick this thing off. Uh, what is your hope as you're coming out of the shortened training camp? Uh, you know, obviously, it's going to be more like the beginning of a new season than the continuation of the existing season. Uh, but but what's your goal right out of the gate? Well, I think what we're trying to do here, and, uh, you know, you said uh, it's the beginning of a new season. What we're trying to say is that, no, it's a continuation of the season because at that point we were playing very good basketball and, uh, uh, you know, kind of moving up the, the ladder as far as being able to uh, be a playoff team. So uh, the thing that we're going to try to sell is that we're going to try to sell the fact that we want to pick up right where we left off and continue playing at the level that we were playing at when all of this happens. So I want to ask you about the the issues with the older folks, especially the older coaches, 65 and older coaches. There's a few in the league. Uh, you may or may yeah, not be part of, of that group. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't want to out you there. You know, there is a, an extra inherent risk with the COVID-19 virus to older people people in the population 
Has the league been pretty open about how they want to approach this with you guys? Oh, I think it's a work in progress, but, uh, you know, I will say that uh, I'm no more susceptible to getting it than in, uh, anyone else. And, you know, it's, it's that if you get it, that's where the, that's where, uh, the risks go up, you know, obviously a big time uh, when you're an older person. But uh, uh, from that standpoint, you know, I'm here to do my job. Uh, obviously, we've taken every precaution that you could possibly ever take. And, uh, you know, that's good enough for me. You know, I mean, uh, it's not going to be any better situation than being in a bubble and being isolated and being tested, you know, every other day. So uh, from that standpoint, uh, uh, there's risk for everyone. And, 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 and I understand that. All right. Final question here. And this one, I mean, this is going to be the hardest question you ever get asked ahead of this comeback. Do you have a preference on where your team stays at Disney? <laughs> no, the only thing we want to do is make sure we're close to it. It's a small world, you know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, I just kidding. No, there's, there's no preference. There's no preference whatsoever, you know. I think all the, the hotels that we're talking about uh, being in are pretty comparable. So uh, it's just going to be uh, – you're going to be there for a while. So you may as well enjoy it regardless of what. That's right. Well, Coach, thank you very much. I really appreciate you coming on, and uh, good luck with the comeback. No problem at all. Thanks, guys. Thanks to Alvin Gentry for joining Dave DeFord there. We also have more stuff going on in the NBA. From the New York Times, LeBron James is starting a nonprofit to improve the voting process. Uh, it is a nonprofit organization named More Than a Vote, echoing the whole More Than an Athlete uh, mantra from LeBron James and Uninterrupted. It is a two-pronged approach to not only encourage African Americans to register and vote in November, but it's also targeting voter suppression tactics and misinformation that's uh, spread through social media. LeBron said, "Because of everything that's going on, people are finally starting to listen to us. We feel like we're getting, we're finally getting a foot in the door. How long is up to us? We don't know, but we feel like we're getting some." ears and some attention and this is the time for us to finally make a difference uh dave this is an incredible venture by lebron and other um celebrities and and athletes uh i think it's it's been a long time coming and if you can even crack into this a little bit get a little bit of a foothold into this this realm um it just makes everything so much better well lebron continues to hit home runs right like everything he does off the court for the community seems like Wow, why didn't I think of that? Or wow, why didn't I do that five years ago? Well, LeBron is doing it. And, you know, a lot of people run their mouths, but he actually puts his money where his mouth is. And I respect him for it. Absolutely. Some news and notes about players not coming back to the to the return of this NBA season. Kevin Durant confirmed this past week that he will not play in the 2019-2020 restart. He tore his Achilles about a year ago in the NBA Finals. And so, uh, yeah, there's no reason to come back. Come, come back healthy next no. season whenever that is. Um, but, yeah, Dave, I don't think anyone's faulting him. Or John Wall, who also said, I'm not coming back to this restart. I mean, stick to the plan. If your plan wasn't to play this season, why rush the timetable and come back? I mean, you know, these guys were scheduled to come back in the fall. Go ahead and stick to that schedule. Continue your rehab. The worst worst thing you can do is to shorten that rehab time, come back, and maybe aggravate the injury, come back not in shape, maybe suffer another injury. There's so much involved. Like, this is the smart move, and hopefully, you know, people take that perspective when when we're – talking about yeah and if they don't 
don't be idiots about this. These are real human beings, all right? Like these these aren't chess pieces. These aren't video game characters. They're they're human beings who have a lot to to handle. And yes, they get paid really well. That's because they're the elite in their world when it comes to their jobs. So they get to make those decisions. Yeah. Also, Lamarcus Aldridge apparently had shoulder surgery forty five days ago or so. Uh, had shoulder yeah, surgery. Yeah, the Spurs. Yeah, in April, the Spurs keep Spurs and Dave. Uh, he will not return for the season restart. He is out for the rest of the season. Um, obviously, a big deal is they're trying to to climb a very uphill battle in getting into at least a play-in game to to trigger uh, a shot at the eight seed in this eight-game restart. Not having LaMarcus will, will hurt more than it will help them defensively. That's a big blow. Yeah, I mean, he's their best player. So <laughs> the Spurs playoff streak is probably over. I do think we should probably put them in charge of national security, though, since you know he had this surgery in April and we just heard about it's it. Amazing, it's amazing. It really is. And then uh, one uh, one bit of uh, sad news coming up: uh, Harry Glickman passed away at the age of ninety six. Harry was the general manager of the Portland Trailblazers when they won the championship in nineteen seventy seven with Bill Walton and, and the gang. Uh, a very uh, big a very big figure in the history of the Portland Trailblazers franchise. Um, so we're sad that he passed away and thoughts and prayers to his family. That's going to do it for this week's, this day's episode of the Daily Ding. Obviously, there are very important things going on in the world right now. We hope this gave you a little bit of a reprieve. And if uh, and if it didn't, keep spreading information, keep talking, keep having tough conversations, keep having awkward and uncomfortable conversations because, Dave, they need to be had. 100%. 100%. You can uh, check out all the other podcasts on the Athletic Podcast Network. We've got back-to-back with uh, Basket Buds that we did on Wednesday. We've got Nerder She Wrote. We've got No Dunks, Tampering, House of Strauss, Hoops Adjacent. We have uh, all the team-specific shows. Like uh, I do Game Notes with Tony Jones, the Utah Jazz that we're recording a little bit. Uh, Utah Jazz are a very interesting team coming back. Dave, where, where can they find you on these team shows? Oh, man, we got 77 Minutes in Heaven. With Tim Cato talking about is. talking about your Dallas Mavericks, uh, Luka Doncic and his heliocentric offense. He's going to be ready before everyone else. There you go. Don't forget to follow on the app to get new notifications for new episodes and utilize again that comment section. Let us know uh, how we're doing so uh, we can uh, you know ignore the bad comments and have the egos be fed by the good comments. And if you're not a member of the Athletic, again, theathletic.com/slash/dailyding, you get a 30-day trial. Thanks for waking up with us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting The Athletic, subscribing, supporting The Daily Ding, and subscribing to all our podcasts. Dave, hit me with that sign-off. Ding, ding. <laughs>